Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Show, Truth Straight Up. Yep, the show brought to you today, as always, by Mountain West Wellness, uh, Advanced Chinese Acupuncture and Advanced Chinese Medicine with Dr. Jack Schaefer, HappyTrees.co, and also Denver Cynogenics with Dr. Julie McCallan. Um, Coming up at 3.30, we've talked a little bit about this before, this no labels party, right? They're going to try to present themselves as being middle of the road, nonpartisan, blah, blah, blah. But really, um, all they are is a bunch of rich people who, who don't like the Republican party they don't like the democrat party they want one that they can control more so they're created the no labels party that which is the greatest thing that's ever been. it's going to be good for trump i think that's what it's yes. going to be good for colorado it's got the republican should find every penny they can and send it over to the no labels party yeah okay well, well they do just like a libertarian party is fully funded by the democrats right nobody that's- ever gets that of course and, and I, I've been going to the debates, and now I'm getting sicker and sicker. <laughs> no, but Chuck has gone into a dark place. Dark place, dark place. About a half an hour ago. Yeah. But anyway, before we were, we're going to talk though to Carl Honiger, political analyst, about that, as well as a, a recall effort that's going on in Broomfield against the gun grabbing um, city council members. Um, but wanted to start off with, and, and Chuck was good, but then he just went dark. Um, so I'll let you go dark and then I'll try to save us from the brink. Okay. Um, it's tomorrow up in Loveland and Chuck is going up there tonight. I'm going tomorrow. Um, in uh, there, we're voting for a new Republican party state chair. We've had all of the candidates on our show, Eric Odlin, Casper Stockham, Dave Williams, Tina Peters, Aaron Wood, Kevin Lundberg. There's a new one though, Mr. McLaren, who is, who is a uh, rhino. Kind of. A st- yes. And it basically breaks down. I mean, Eric, says he's being unfairly called establishment. I, I guess I'm going to unfairly call him the establishment candidate, um, if that's the way he wants to look at it. I think the other candidates are grassroots. So I think it is a real interesting vote. It's it's not like, you know, you've got two people both who will be the same, right? You've got a real difference here, and it's going to be very interesting to see which way Colorado goes. This is my prediction. Okay. I'll go ahead because you need to get 51%, right? And there's 50 plus one, 50 plus one. Yes. Yes. And um, my prediction is that no one will get that on the first round, but I think that Eric Audlin is going to be one of the top vote getters. He'll be the top. And then I think everybody else is going to have to decide what they do. Do they throw their support behind somebody else? What are they going to do? Um, And I predict in the end, one of the grassroots candidates will win. That's my prediction. Now, keep in mind, I'm always wrong, but that's that's what I think. What do you think? Well, the reason why I'm so depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I tried, guys. I tried to save you. I tried to. I'm talking. He was happy until about a half hour ago. (laughs) Um, I I spent two years ago, I spent an entire summer traveling the state um, to get the liberate the Republican Party from the Democrats. The Democrats now just vote in the 
go independent for one day and vote in the Republican Party. Every they financially meddle in the Republican Party. Party for the weakest candidate. And vote. sometimes they they have a fake in other states. They've yeah, done this. They well, have a they fake have, person, well, the fake Republican. Well, run. that's what Barb Kirkmeyer is. Mm-hmm. Um, so go all over the state and then we get down to the assembly. Uh, and everybody said, oh, yeah, we're for for closing the primary by a lawsuit. Uh, but we don't want to opt out. So we lost that vote 60 to 40. And we had Anschutz and we had Colorado, you know, editorials by all the left-wing Republicans. Consulting class. Consulting class. More the donors. The donors don't. Well, it's different so to people. So what you could do is, so Colorado passed this law. Um, it was a ballot initiative. Thank you, Kent Theory. Um, that would... Um, Basically, that said that you had to open the primary. You could be liberate. You could, you could open the primary so that independents could vote into it. And of course, anybody can go into the independents for the day. And so, and yeah, if you're an independent, you would get two ballots, right? And you would right. you could vote in one or the other. Um, and um, Republicans stupidly went along with this, but they have a choice. You can file a lawsuit and say you can get out of it, or if you have. Um, essentially a significant majority of the actual Republican Party, the some 500 members who are part well, of the Well, what happened party. is they well, did... No, well, that's not quite right. So, okay. Um, the, this, they did this in, out in California uh, and the court, uh, Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court said, no, you can't force a private association like the Republican Party to have members we're not in it. Um, you can't force us to have an open primary, basically. Yeah, or it's semi-open primary. So what they did is, in Colorado, they just made it virtually impossible. You had to have 75% every two years. Of and the Republican Party, the voting members say, we opt out of Even this. if they didn't vote, a vote is automatically a no. So it's really close to 90 95%. Which is um, pretty much impossible. Because pretty even, much impossible. Because even if, if people were sick or something like that, they would be courted as a no vote. Yes. Um, yes. So that's what opting so, out is. So that's what opting out is. So I raised the money of the help of many others for the lawsuit. And John Eastman and Randy Corpin donated their time. I read through the briefs. There are two things that, that killed that one other than that old, old Jimmy Carter appointed federal judge, John Kane, who at least he was plight during the proceedings, like some judge, unlike some judges. But but if we said white, he said black. If we said t- today, he said tomorrow. He, he did not, of the 150 points that were brought up, uh, it was 150 to zero. Um, but the two things that really killed it, one was the fact that Christy Burton Brown wouldn't sign on to an amicus brief. And the second one was that the uh, Republicans themselves, when they had the choice were they to opt out, they voted 60-40 against. And that's just the people who were actually there, not the ones who... That wasn't the who, total. Who, ...who weren't there. Um, courts are not going to intervene when, and and make a choice for you when you won't do it yourself. Um, so this time, at the beginning, I was hearing all these people, yes, I'm for the liberating the primaries and opting out. Um because we, you, in order to have any hope in court, you have to have a vote where the Republicans vote overwhelmingly, but not enough under the crooked statute. And now all the candidates, except for Tina, have said, no, I'm not for the opt-out. Because what what they've been sold by the crooked left-wing consultants... It's actually quite fair. Some of them have not said, it's not that I'm not for the opt-out, it's I will take a neutral position. Which is what Christy Burton Brown was, and, and that will destroy us. Because you have to, you have to build up enough people, uh, enough momentum. So when you come into the next year's 
open meaning you win it overwhelmingly, but you don't quite get out. Um, or so you do you get out. So but, you but, turn around and say to the court, okay, look, yeah. the 99% is, is unreasonable in the first place, but right. we had 85%. Right. So you and, could say- And we had the best time to have all these people say that. You know, yes, we're for the opt-out. We don't like its terms. What, what The false uh, Godard that they set up was saying, well, the statute then says you have to go by caucus and assembly. And of course, that's a lot more conservative than if you had a all Republican one. But the people in Virginia quickly figured a way around that. They said, you're all assembly members and we'll all vote on on, elect, on, on a day and everybody can vote because we'll make everybody part of the assembly. Um, and now we've got all the people who worked so hard on the lawsuit now saying, oh, I don't know, I'm not for the opt-out, not realizing they've condemned the lawsuit. They will now be forever a Democratic Party. It'll be more and more Democratic because the Republicans are too dumb to ever figure anything out. Anything. Okay. Now, I think that... I'm not excited. I'm not excited. (laughs) I'm totally calm. The pure insanity of these morons. (laughs) I think, though, Chuck, you are unfairly characterizing what some of them have said. What some of them have said, including Dave Williams, is that... Uh, he noted that he voted for the opt out when he had it a bill when the last amendment came, and he has s- simply said, and I think some of the others have said this too, that they don't. And my guess no, is other other other, the uh, other ones have said they're against it. Dave was way too subtle uh, in so trying to get both. As long as I'm running for chair, because no, not running for while he's a chair, and he turned over to the vice chair, and then when he turned over to the vice chair, he, what he didn't say was he he maybe vote. He'd vote, but, he, so I think but, but you can't win. You have to convince eighty percent of the people, and you got to start now. You need to be starting that convincing now. It had to be to now. Now there's no hope you'll get eighty percent with all the candidates. Septina saying I'd go for the opt out. If you're going to win the court case, you have to show you tried with the opt out. Why can't somebody grow brain? Well, they can, but you miss to me, and and they can try with the opt out after whoever is elected chair becomes chair. I mean, that's no. You have no idea how how because. Because all the lefties, all the Phil Anschutz will continue to say, no, 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 right. you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. So you'll get to the assembly and maybe make it 5%, right? Man, that's not, that's not going to do it. Right. You had to do it now. Well, you destroyed your party. Who you destroyed that? your party. And you destroyed the lawsuit that you say you're for. Okay. So, Chuck, calm down here. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to spend all our time talking. And that's way in the weeds. And Not way in the weeds. It's how you win elections. It's why the Republican Party has lost every election for the last five years. Chuck, no one is disagreeing with you on that. They all disagree. They don't get it. None of them. They all, I, I just think that you're um, unfairly saying that they're all against opting out when they're, they're not. They're not all against opting They have to build. The, they're talking to the same people. Tomorrow, that will vote for a year from now for the opt-out. I understand that. And if they're all saying, don't like the opt-out very much, you'll never get 80% of those people to say it. Okay. Can we, can we talk about the what you think is going to happen? I don't care anymore. Oh, God. You guys, I tried. I tried hard to make Chuck not go. So I tell you what, we're going to talk about something else, then, Chuck. I was, I was going to talk about that, but clearly Chuck is not into it anymore. Um, one of the things, though, you have been, would this make you happy if we talk about Tucker Carlson? Yeah. 
Okay. So the, the, obviously you guys all know that, that he's the surveillance tapes that he's been showing and the Democrats, I think have cooked their own goose. They were so, we talked a little bit about this Wednesday. They were so upset about everything um, that they, I think did themselves a disfavor by giving even more publicity to Tucker Carlson. Now we had million, like six times the number of people watched Tucker Carlson the past couple of nights than watched any of the other news programs. So well, it, you it, was right when you said millions and millions of Americans yeah, are tuning to, in. I think over four million views um msnbc a million two and and cnn two hundred thousand. so you got four million compared to the combined vote of a million five right and all of them talked about how wrong tucker carlson was right so they all did it so i think that is good and i think and they've gone wild every every news site that's democrat which is all of them virtually um, of all been saying he failed. It's awful. Yeah, to challenge any of the things he says, and I was reading a thing, and I think this could. And be- then they had all the Rhino Republicans like Mitch McConnell get up there and say, "I associate yeah, myself." And, and the, oh, those guys are all shut up now. They're not coming anymore because they've seen how overwhelmingly yeah. people are. But I think what's interesting is this Tucker. I don't think we've seen the last of it because I was initially like, you know, did Fox get to him? You know, did all the attacks and did they make him pull his punches? And I don't think so. I think that it's one of those situations where there is so much there um, and there's so many things he could be doing stories about that he's putting it out in little pieces. And I think what he did is, and the timing was good, right? So we've all, everybody knows a Hunter Biden laptop story now was true and the media hit it. Now all of a sudden COVID origins, right? And then boom, one of the other big giant misinformation campaigns that the left ran was that January 6th was the most violent insurrection in the history of the known universe, right? And that five police officers died, blah, 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 blah. So I think people had been getting used to realizing that all of the conspiracy theories were true, yeah, right? right. From COVID to Russiagate, uh, you right. go through it. And so people, so it's not like people were like, no, you're, the government was not telling us the truth. But I think, so he talked about one, that there were people who entered peacefully, right? Number two, that officers sick, um, Sicknick was wandering around, did not die of being hit on the head, killed by Trump supporters, right? He was fine afterwards. And five um, others often months later, committed suicide or did something else. Right, exactly. He showed that didn't happen. He showed that the shaman guy got four years in prison um, and, and that he became the fight, the face of the violent insurrection, right? Well, they showed him clearly wandering around with police officers all over, right? So those are kind of basic, very easy to grasp concepts, right? And you can see it. You can you can see that, right? I think what's going to happen is there's, there's because people are like, how come he didn't show about the police violence and this and this? I think that's going to continue to come out. I think we need to continue to pay attention to this. Uh, and we will. Um, because again, if you flood everything all at once, it becomes overwhelming and people don't get it, right? But now you've prepped people, you've shown them, here are the lies. We, we prove it to you. This, these are lies, right? And the Democrats freak out or melt out. I think that as time goes forward, because I also know how TV works, you don't spend that much time and, and human effort and energy going through all those tapes just to do like two nights. Right. I right, mean, they're, right. they're going to milk this right. and there's going to be a special and I know all of that. And even more importantly, Kevin McCarthy says he's going to release the tapes. My guess the way that'll happen is they'll be put on a website somewhere. Right. Sure. And and that anyone will be able to access it. And then we'll have everybody jumping in on the whole thing, too. So um, well, we get a bunch of comments here. Let's see. Oh, Jacob, a couple other things. Yeah. The Dems had a bad, bad day at Sun Valley Bank. Remember, the government has hit the debt ceiling. Therefore, there is no money for the FDIC mm-hmm. unless the money is reapportioned from another fund. Yeah. The bank, they they stepped in and they basically closed the bank after a run. 
um, from Jacob, January 6th investigative head representative Bernie Thompson said he did not see into the January 6th videos, really, as the committee was in session on TV, the background where the tapes running for everyone to see. And even more important than that, guys, Tucker Carlson said when they go through the tapes, they're bookmarked so they can see who else has seen them. And he said they're flat out lying when they say they didn't see him. He said, we can we can show you. We can prove that they did see them. Um, from Leo, at least the turtle fell down the stairs versus Biden falling yeah, up the yeah, stairs. Um, yeah, and, and I agree, you know, let's see. Did this, from Jim Jim Jackson, oh, scare the 200, oh, scare the 4 million out of the 160 million voters that saw it, not enough to, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what you mean there, Jacob. He says that there are, there are, there are 100 million voters, uh, more than that, actually. Okay. I think the last election, 150 voters. But, but it's all... It's all perception for those 4 million will influence an incredible amount of other people. You're never right. going to get a hundred million people right. watching a show, but that 4 million will make all the difference in the world. And it is when they talk about changing the narrative right. Yes. So before the narrative, the world's most violent insurrection and all the people who just wandered on the ground should be locked up without bail. Right. Now everybody's going, what a bunch of well, I, Yeah, and I think if you're defense attorneys, at a certain point, even the Democrat judges have to be, I mean, there was an FBI agent that was lying on the stand the other day, and that came out, and the judge actually said, hey, wait a minute, we got to deal with this, right? Well, yeah, that. some FBI agent was, they were trying to pretend like they, they there weren't conversations, but so according, this is Julie Kelly has covered this. So in one of the defendants' trials, the FBI was apparently illegally eavesdropping and gaining access somehow to the defendant and uh, the to conversation between yeah, the no, conversations yeah, between yeah. the defendant yeah. and the attorneys, and then tried to say that didn't happen, but didn't realize because she like deleted like apparently hundreds and hundreds of emails and say, no, no, I didn't have any, not realizing that you could just like, this is my, yeah, but you could restore it. And it was like, oh, it's like, and then like somebody said, this is an FBI agent that's around. I mean, you know, it's like, you think they would know that kind of thing. So that's good news. Um, Another thing that's interesting, and I'm not as optimistic about this, the house after the Senate, both have voted now to tell the, um, National Intelligence Director, Director of National Intelligence, to declassify some of the intelligence and the information they had on the COVID origins. Um, and they have enough, you know, Biden doesn't want to do it, but they can override a veto. So I don't think he's going to going to do that. He doesn't ever have to classify something. Well, what's going and and if he did, because Radcliffe was the DNI and he told him to declassify lots of things, and they just ignored him. They just him. didn't. I mean, that they just ignored him. That's what state, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, or like, or we can't. That's declassified, or that's you know, there's that's all kinds classified. of other stuff too. Um, the Proud Boy. Wait, let's see. The Proud Boys trial. Uh, the tri- exactly. The Proud Boys trial is on pause because of Tucker. Yeah, I mean, if you're the government has the responsibility to turn over exculpatory evidence. evidence. And I mean, I don't know what else you would call the pictures of the shaman guy wandering around <laughs> with all the cops there. And so if there's other videotape that shows other defendants wandering around with the cops there too, so they're going to have to give it to that. So that's reason to be hopeful. They don't have to. You keep on thinking people have to. You don't think the FBI will well, lie, cheat, they erase. Will. Yes. they. Yes. I think... Well, Kevin McCarthy has the tapes, though, too, obviously. So, well, what happened to the Ashley Babbitt tapes? No pictures of well, Ashley Babbitt. That's what. The, yes, exactly. You got to sure. wonder about you got, there, that. That sure. was the one hallway where there were no because that's what Tucker Carlson said they did not find any surveillance video of that because phone. they were deleted by the Capitol Police. Yeah. Yeah. Corrupt, 
And that's why I go back to the COVID thing. I am not optimistic because just like you said with Ratcliffe, Trump said declassify it, Ratcliffe said declassify it, and then they just didn't. Um, which leads into the other thing I want to talk about before we get Carl. And that is, though, this is still more good news. I think the sheer size and complexity of this whole disinformation industry and the and coupled essentially with the Department of Justice going after Americans for disagreeing with the government narrative has become more and more exposed. Um, it started, I think, a little bit with the Twitter files, right? Um, and then they had Matt Taibbi, uh, you know, some congresswoman is trying to force him to reveal sources in a thing, which you can't do. I mean, the law, you have, there's a shield law, right? It doesn't have to. And again, they only want the source, which I'm assuming is Elon Musk, but either way, they want to be able to attack the source, right? right, right. And so they, she got in an argument with him about that. It's like, what an mm-hmm. idiot congressperson. But I think we've seen that and we've seen how, Starting after 2016, I think the, the cabals, right, and the billionaires and billionaire funds and government tax dollars all started funding various disinformation services. Right. Now, this is nothing new. The Southern Poverty Law Center, excuse me, has been around forever, right? The Southern Poverty Law Center characterizes hate groups. And for years, the media will quote the Southern Poverty Law right. Center, and they'll put out little reports, and they'll say, are you going to sneeze? No. Oh, and they'll say... um, that there are, you know, in Colorado, they give it, I knew you were going to see these. They'll say there are little red dots on this map and they yeah. show that there are near neighborhood. There are 45, you know, violent. Julie Hayden groups. is one of those uh, hate sites. Click on the little red dot and it just. It, Boy Scouts. It, yeah, exactly. Or it's nothing, right? right? Or you Google it and then it doesn't exist. They just made it up, right? right? But media would quote them anyway. And they would say like hate crimes are on the rise, according to the Southern Party Law Center. There are more hate crimes in Boulder County than there were before. And it was pure lies and disinformation, but they just took this to a whole other level. So, and then. But they did, this is also clever of them, not only did they start targeting and surveilling basically everybody's communications and social media feeds to find the disinformation, they also set up another group that would go after advertisers that then started targeting advertisers and not just calling the media group and saying that it was, I was, you know, tweeting about it. They would go to the advertisers and they would put this list out to advertisers and say, right, exactly. And then on top of that, it went even further. They were providing, as we saw through the Twitter files, direct access, direct portal to FBI, CIA, deep state agents whose job was to basically comb the internet and find stuff they didn't like. Not that wasn't true, but that they didn't like and go ahead and tell Twitter to take it down. And when Twitter would not take it down, here's where the media complex comes in. They would um, call the media. And the media would say, they would say Twitter is refusing and Facebook's refusing to take down dangerous disinformation that's going to hurt and kill grandmothers, right? And they would go, oh, the media people would get on their thing. And finally, the Twitter people and the Facebook people would say, okay, fine, right? Um, but no one knew how extensive that was. And I think right. we still don't know. No, no, I think you're right. We don't know how extensive it was and, and how many other tentacles and how many other ones that were within the State Department or interagency departments and, and everything else. Well, and now I think they're doing something else too. They, the Associated Press ran a story quoting vague sources again, saying that all of the support that we're seeing for Trump on Twitter um, is put out by Trump, trying to make him look better than Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And it's all bots, right? Now, frankly, it would be smart if it was all bots, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. that's what Republicans need to do is get on the band there. But I mean, I think that's probably not even true at all. So what now what they're doing is they've added a new twist 
to it. Not are they now just saying, hey, that Trump has support, that's disinformation, right? Mm -hmm. They're saying anything that says Trump has support is actually um, is, is, is fake. Right. right. It's right. fake that Trump has support. Right. right. So that's clever on their part, how they're doing all of that. Um, but, I, you know, I think knowledge forewarned is forearmed. I think that's the only thing you could do about that. Right. I mean, I don't know how you fight that. I, I don't either. I don't either. And it, it is, he said, Tucker, Tucker got only to view the tapes in the custody of the powers in an anonymous, undisclosed location. Yeah, that's that, good. That's because true. if it wasn't <laughs> undisclosed, right. the, um, the hideous lefties to be Antifa would be rioting there. Right. Well, and I think it'll be interesting to see what McCarthy does. Um, that is not, I will say this, that's not uncommon. It's sort of a compromise for the people who don't want it to be released to say, okay, fine, we'll blur. Like you saw in that one shot with the shaman, they blurred the door because there was some kind of security thing about the door, right? But I think, though, you're right. And you always want to know. That's just an excuse. They can. Oh, there are cameras in the Capitol? Really? Yeah, um, huh. Well, and I think And you, they couldn't add more cameras? Huh? You always want to know what they don't want you to see. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's, you, right. you know? that's why they don't want you to see it. <laughs> but but I think though enough that we are seeing. I mean, that's a start. You gotta because I think, I mean, thank God for Kevin McCarthy, right? And thank God for people like Lauren Boebert who held out yes, to get promises yes, from him. Yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be seeing yes. any of this, right? None of this would right. be happening. Right. And so, you know, thank goodness for them. Um, well, let me see, we got comments here. McConnell's support of the Capitol Police must not have been strong enough. He must not have come down hard enough on Tucker Carlson. Um, and then from Jim Jackson, the Capitol Police Chief McConnell agreed with was appointed after January 6th. Yeah, Jim, yeah. that's what Chuck was talking Nancy about. Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't see. He wasn't the chief then. So McConnell cleverly had that little piece of paper that he could say oh this is you yeah know, this is great. well how can you not believe a guy who wasn't even here that's, oh, right. Yeah. that's right um you want i can i talk about tiger woods chuck sure, is not sure. being participating he's still in his bad depression. he's in deep depression sorry just like 15 minutes before the show um this is one thing and this is kind of apropos of nothing but i was just but i've been reading about Tiger Woods. Now, Tiger Woods, granted, has had his issues, but he's had the greatest comeback in golf history. He's the greatest golfer in the ever. Um, and now his ex-girlfriend, this is just wrong that the Me Too movement sparks this kind of stuff. And this is what the liberals encourage, okay? So Tiger Woods had some, I think she was like ran his golf shop or something like, not even that. I mean, she was like a merchandise person, right? She was just a person. And they met and fell in love and they dated for several years and she lived with him at his house and really lived the high life forever, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently Tiger Woods, and you cannot blame him for this, seeing what's happened, as I imagine probably a lot of celebrities do, apparently had her sign a non-disclosure agreement that meant if they that you couldn't write like a, a tell-all trash book about and it, you right? have to get consideration for that so right and so which it seems smart to me given what's happened to tiger woods and his point right and um and the only reason you would want out of a non-disclosure agreement is if you did want to write a book trashing the person so you could see why he would fight that. Well, she's now filed like a $30 million lawsuit against essentially the company that owns his the house, trust. a trust that owns his house, saying that 
that Tiger Woods and the trust told her that she could live there for 11 years and that she, because, and then she checks this little box that says, oh yeah, there was sexual abuse and sexual harassment. I'm like, he was your boyfriend, right? And and so that's why I don't, that's why I don't have to abide by any of this stuff. Um, and, and now she's preparing to trash Tiger Woods um, and really all she's trying to do is extort money from him, right? She doesn't want yeah, to live in think, that house. You think Tiger may be getting a little cynical about women? You know, if I were Tiger, this is Jimmy, maybe he's like, I'm going to go back to, to women I just met in Las Vegas, <laughs> you know, and in a business. At least the transactional nature of that relationship was apparent. But I mean, to me, he abused me. That's what's what's about it is this woman. I mean, she's never said anything before about Tiger Woods and sexual harassment or sexual abuse or anything like that. Nor did she in any of the court documents actually say anything. She just checked a box. Anything is that. Uh, Just saying, saying, you know, I'm breaking up with you. That's sexual aggression and harassment. And the thing is, is this is a new law that was passed after all the Hollywood things. And I mean, no, whatever. I mean, it's being a. It's being abused, right? I could see, I mean, this is after the Harvey Weinstein thing, um, that maybe if Harvey Weinstein made you sign a non-disclosure agreement, you could say, look, the guy raped me and I should be able to talk to the police about that. But this is a woman who lived a high life with Tiger Woods and is using that as a way and a means to go after him, to just simply torture him enough um, so that but, he has yeah, to pay her money, sure, you, sure. you know, and it's like, and then, yeah, this is from Charlene, American woman, stay away from me. <laughs> oh, and then Charlene is like, oh, no, Chuck, cheer up. We're just grains of sand. And it's it's one of seven billion grains of sand. <laughs> and, and, and it's and it's true, but it's just so discouraging. That's right. It's so discouraging that we can't think our way out of out of a paper bag. All right, we're not going back there again, Chuck. We got you. We got you happy talking about Tiger Woods and his abusive. You know, if you're Tiger Woods, you would hope that he could file some sort of libel lawsuit against her. He should, she, he should call up Johnny Depp against her for checking the sexual abuse box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do if I were him. Okay, but, but well, well, all she's doing though, it's just kind of bad, right? It's she, he's, and that's what again the left did right they take something that has you know it sounds good and then gets all twisted around and the intention was to try to protect women you know and instead all it's doing is hurting women just like it annoys me too i'm sorry i'm on a rant now but i'm not depressed i check yeah julie remember you're just a grain of sand (laughs) international day of the woman oh yeah there are no actual women no there are no biological women that we could find so he gives it to a transgender argentina yeah, woman from Argentina, well, transgender person from Argentina. It's because like- we all know the best women are really men. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's I mean, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's like, you know, women, you fought long and hard to get being treated equal. And now they're telling, you know, men who are women are that are those are real. women. The, the best women are actually men. Remember and- the hot crazy index. Yeah. Um, where if you had something and and they rated high on on being hot and high on being sane he said dude that's a tranny tranny, yeah (laughs) and so now they're proving it everybody's (laughs) saying yes yes if if you're a woman can women need to wake up they need to they need to fight back against this woman who you know is targeting tiger woods just for money and giving um a bad name to all of all of that for the women who actually do have legitimate claims and and the same thing women need to fight back and say what the heck biden what you couldn't find an actual woman a biological woman there weren't any good enough to be the international woman of the year you had to give it to a man that's insane so i think i saw carl 
enter the waiting room. Carla, are you here? You are. There it is. What? All right. Yeah, and I should be unmuted, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yep, you're good. Okay. Yeah. We can hear it. Well, appreciate it. I'm traveling a little bit, but I appreciate you. Good timing. I just talked to Ryan Clancy with uh, No Labels earlier this week. And it matches definitely a lot of what you've seen. Some of the news reports in terms of, of there's some concern already about 2024 having an independent candidate run for president. Right. So this is very much, okay, it's a new party, minor party here in Colorado. But they're thinking nationally, and that's why you're seeing like rapidly get okay, a new party and Arizona. Right. You know. Very recently, No Legal's got enough signatures and were approved. So now you've got um, that party there. And they're trying to, by spring of 2024, if they need somebody to switch parties to their No Labels party, then they can have an independent candidate. And basically, um, they're looking for anybody in between Trump to Biden. I'm not sure who, but... It's possible what you're seeing right now with some of the people saying, the Republicans, that is, saying that they're not interested in running. They're really saying they're not interested in running as a Republican, ah. but they might run under this No Labels Party. Right. Well, here's, Does that make sense? So, yep. The, and the No Labels Party, I mean, the little bit of research I did to them in Colorado, I mean, they're trying to portray themselves as, oh, we're just people who want unity. And, yeah, centrist and stuff like that. What they are is they're all big business people in Colorado. All the guys in, who are yeah. uh, involved with it in Colorado are part of Colorado Concern, which is like the richest businesses and developers in Colorado who are only concerned. I mean, they're like a chamber of commerce on steroids, right? And they're only, con I mean, in the national chamber of commerce, not local chambers of commerce, I think are good for businesses. But but all they want to do is protect their business interests. And well, they want to have clout, and they don't right. have really clout in the uh, Democratic Party. And having clout in the Republican Party is worthless um, because they don't elect anybody. So it, they're starting the no labels one. In fact, Catherine Murdoch was a no labels supporter before she started to uh, meddle support in, 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 in Democrats and Republican primaries for for Democrats. But my analysis is that. Every Republican do dollar possible should pour into the No Labels Party, um, just like Libertarian Party is solely kept above line by Democrats. That's where all the money comes in. That's why they have candidates like at CD8. CD8 was going to close race. Here comes a Libertarian to take votes away from the Republican. No Labels will take uh, votes away from Democrats. Those are people who are very close to being Democrats, or they, they prefer Democrats over Republicans. It, it is the greatest opportunity Republicans have had to cut away from Democrats. Um, and just like the Democrats use libertarians to take votes away, uh, because the people themselves are usually pretty disgusting. Um, they are. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's a little bit of comment beyond what we're seeing at the national level comments about the president they are open to like at a congressional level if there's a spot okay in colorado i'm thinking about joe Dea, right so right. joe Dea, and his thing was something about the infrastructure bill because i actually was um going through my closet the other day 
got one of those flyers that the Democrats had sent out saying, look, Joe O'Dea supported the infrastructure bill. Joe Biden did too, right? Which is totally truthful. Yeah. And no labels supported the infrastructure bill because they called it bipartisan or whatever. Right. So you're exactly right. This is very much that uh, um, yeah, Chamber of Commerce, big business in terms of like they recognize the United States, we have a lot of centralized government. 65% of our tax receipts go to the federal government right. compared to like Switzerland where it's 33%. Mm. So we very much have these businesses recognize where the bread is going to get buttered. Right? If you're in construction or something like that, you want this infrastructure money to be spent because right. you want a piece of the pie. Right, right. Well, where do so yeah, the, the thinking has been like like just what Chuck said that, that if the no labels party does field a candidate for president, and, and I think probably anywhere really, that they will probably take votes from the Democrats and sort of split the Democrat they, vote. They will take the people, Republicans who would vote for the Democrats because they hate the grassroots or whatever, and vote for the no labels party when otherwise they would either not vote or vote for... Which would then give Republicans a majority. Yeah. 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 So mean, that it's would the be... greatest thing in the world for Republicans. <laughs> greatest thing in the world. So, so you said you talked to the communications director. What, what did what did Ryan Clancy, his name is? Was this the national yeah. one or the Colorado one? And what, what did he have to say? Oh, so I guess that's the thing. Because I was thinking... So with the Ford Party, there very much is like on the ground Colorado people who are, are volunteers. So in Colorado, it's about, you, for no labels, it's very different. In Colorado, you can be listed as like a co-chair, but that just means that you've committed to putting like $100,000. Right. Or you already have put $100,000 into the no labels party, but it's that national level thinking. So they, they might in the future like help out like, for example, have Joe Dea run so he doesn't have to have a primary. Because the, the benefit is that I was hearing from this guy, Ryan, who's in D.C. Um, I, I reached out to the state no labels, but they're like, hey, talk to Ryan in D.C. And so Ryan was explaining how they're focused on national spring of 2024, but they would be open to, hey, what if it's spring 2024 and you have somebody, they didn't mention Joe Dea, but I just think that he Georgia connects really well with that kind of mindset of like, hey, we needed the trillion dollar infrastructure bill, but you know, a little bit more spending is too much kind of thing, which is always confusing because right. it's like, well, where do you stand? I mean, my sense would be, if you're them, that it'd be like all of the other, though, third parties. And that is, they're not going to get enough to actually accomplish something. And really, all they're going to do is act as a spoiler one way or the other. I right. mean, what do they do? They see that? I mean, is that part of their strategy, do you think? Or do they so, think they can do yeah. I didn't ask about those, those barriers. Because my problem with the Libertarian Party is the key is the presidential debates. It's all about the media. The Libertarian Party has worked really well over the last so many decades to always ensure that in every single state in the nation, you can vote the Libertarian candidate. Who cares if Kanye West is on the ballot here in Colorado? Right. He's not on the ballot. And so the problem is the media will not report you know, Kanye West's vote at the national level. Right. Everybody around Election Day turns on a TV and they're getting national results, right? Even though it's not set up that way, 
the results are actually electoral college, right? But that's what the media thinks. Right. So it's hard for the Libertarian Party, like you're saying, third party, to break through that message. How do you break through unless you do like Ross Perot, right? Ross Perot was in the presidential debates, right? Uh-huh. On the stage with those two. So I think the key is the No Labels Party probably has enough money that they can break through that and have some kind of debate thing. Because that's the problem that the Libertarian Party has, either national or even local, like Brian Piotr. Right. Um, I'm personal friends with him, but he wasn't in the debate that Nine News put on between Bennett and O'Dea, right? The media controls everything so much that I think the No Labels Party hasn't planning long enough and has enough, like, insiders that they could kind of, like, push that, hey, no, you got to have a No Labels person, that um, could be because they have money. Like you said, the way you yeah. get to be involved in it is you have to pledge like a hundred thousand plus dollars. Um, and uh-huh. like that's like upfront. That's not like, you know, yeah. give it to us in two years. That's what you do. So, um, all right. Well, I think it's something to keep an eye on. And I kind of think, Chuck, you're right that, you know, they'd be a spoiler and a spoiler that would be a plus. They'd, they'd be a counterbalance to the Libertarian Party. Right. Because um, the Libertarian Party is just a Democratic by, by another name. They think. They think Republicans always think that libertarians are really just Republicans, but they don't admit it. But but the funding and everything else are Democrats who want to take two or three or four percent away. Yeah, from they don't actually they don't intend to win. They no, just that's to do that. why they ran in, in CD8 and they did it. They, their right. their vote was enough uh, to ensure the Democrat would win, and that was their goal. Right, that so, was their goal. It didn't work really good here in Colorado in terms of if you think about presidential politics. Trump polls very poorly among that swing vote of like women aged 30 to 50 or so. Right. But if you have a no labels party candidate, right. they might actually be willing to like change. They might be willing to go, okay, no labels only has one candidate on the ballot. Someone for president, right? I don't want Trump, but I might like, um, you know, some other kind of moderate guy. And so those swing voters might vote down the ballot, okay, this moderate. And now I think I'll actually like, you know, vote maybe for a Republican, and that that might actually benefit Republicans in Colorado down the ballot in twenty twenty four. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Sure well. It's yeah. the greatest, it's the greatest news. Be- the Republicans have figured some way to screw it up, though. Chuck's in a bad place with Republicans today, Carl. Hey, so I want to give you time. I want to give you time too to talk about. Last time we had you on, you mentioned you know the city council of Broomfield kind of initiating some gun grabbing. They aren't going to wait for the state yeah. legislature. So what's going on with that? So the only thing they're waiting on the state legislature for in Broomfield is, um, and that's what you're seeing right now, is a, is a waiting period. So Broomfield mm-hmm. wanted to pass a waiting period, but then realized, um, let's just, so I, I mentioned actually, there was someone on the city council who got elected to um, be in our house. And so um, he's down there pushing that. Right. And then they also, um, what was it? Like a, like a training requirement. So they have on the right. books in Broomfield, a, they're going to discuss a training requirement in June if it doesn't get passed the legislature. Anyway, two of the biggest proponents for all these gun um, restrictions, Heidi mm-hmm. Hinkle and then Todd Cohen in Ward 5. So different metro of the people, if you think about um, just kind of north of that Cracker Barrel 120th, if you right. go north a little bit, there's kind of a little bit of portion of Broomfield. Then that goes up to Highway 7. If there's like a children's hospital, Highway 7, that's still Broomfield. So it's that eastern part of Broomfield is Ward 5. The two city council members 
It was approved today a recall petition, wow. which will be circulating. Um, one that is up for rec- up for election this year. So that means we only get 24 days to um, put the petition out there. It's 60 days for Todd, who was elected uh, two years ago. Okay. And so, yeah. So you got, okay, so you pulled and successfully got enough to get the recall petition formally going. No, so, okay, so, so we just, the city clerk said the language is good. You can start circulating this now. So right, we haven't exactly. gotten any signatures on that, but I, I put my name on um, the, the request to begin the petition. Okay. So, so it, you're launching yeah. then the official petition drive now to recall those two Today. council yep. members. How many, how many signatures do you need? Valid signatures? It's about 1,300. Oh, wow. That's not too bad. That's not, yeah, we're just on yeah, the other no, side. So we're, we're in Westminster, so you should be able Well, and I think- We'll sign it. This, yeah, well, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> you know, Chuck has always said that. I mean, look at the recall. They were able to recall um, some Colorado legislators, right, over the whole gun issue. Yeah. I mean, I think, and you've long argued when you have a problem with city council, either start the recall because that's what gets their attention, mm-hmm. well, you know, because they've got to work against, you know, to fight it there now too. So good for you for and, getting and, it wrong. And if you don't get them recalled, they tend to lose the next election. So, yeah, we had one recall on Broomfield. We've only had one, and that was not successful. But that was the mayor. And in that situation, you had someone who was much more charismatic. It was actually over uh, a green. Um, the the green commies basically were upset that this mayor didn't want a lawsuit, and he he was kind of reasonable on oil and gas. Basically, they wanted him to ban oil and gas in Brimfield. He said, <laughs> "According to state law, we can't." So I'm not going to. And so they tried to recall him, and that didn't. But in this situation, it's much more reasonable in terms of like these two council members. They were big on. Um, we had like 20 homeless people camped out on public property. And they're like, we won't tell the police to enforce the anti-camping law, right? So they're like, well, let's consider spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to, like, some city property set up a camp. And they have, like, 24-7 security, like, monitoring them or whatever. And so some people are pissed off. They're like, oh, we'll quietly buy them hotel vouchers. Because hotel uh... vouchers, if you're a drug addict... You can take your drugs into a hotel. Good. You can't take your drugs into a shelter. Oh, right. No. So that's the key that I want to talk about. So that pisses us off because they're like, they're taking city money. And instead of like, it's just 20, it's just 20 people who don't want to go to a shelter in Denver. I don't have a problem if you want to buy people bus tickets. Yeah, go to a yeah, shelter yeah, right. in Denver. Right? Send it to Martha's Vineyard, for Pete's sakes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Denver, they like them there. And, and well, and I'm sure they're in Broomfield, like they come to the suburbs because it's dangerous in Denver, right? Yeah. And and they, they put in the hotel. And then, and then you know, that's the kind of thing then you, you're like, you'll check in. I, I'm sure this isn't the case, but you know, you check into your hotel and obviously you're like, where are all these drug addicts yeah. people living here, you know? So, well, that's yeah. well, and that, and I think hopefully then all of the stuff going on, I think they're voting tomorrow at the legislature on some of these gun bills. That'll help you, I hope, because there's a lot of publicity about it. And the legislature, I'm sure, is going to pass it. And that's going to make people mad. And I think, yeah. I, I mean, I would say, what do you think? I think it will, because this will allow us to have a conversation now. Right. Instead of having a conversation in November, when there's a little bit of that lag 
right, of right, right, right. hopefully they they forget that they supported this and that they kept right. saying like oh they like they they wrote a letter I mean these people's names are on a letter to Jared Polis saying please pass these restrictions right and so that's obvious we need to talk about it now and not just put up with it for another six months. All right. All right. Well, listen, Carl, we will let you go. Thank you for your time. Um, are you going up to Loveland? Are you are you headed up there or for the? No. Um, my wife has foot surgery on Monday, so I'm preparing for that. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. 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 Say some prayers for you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. All right. All right. Thank Take you. care. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah. It. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Carl Honiger, guys. Um, you know, I think this no labels party is something good to keep track of, right? It's, that could give you some hope. It's a godsend. <laughs> um Leo, the have those moron lawmakers not with the Bruin decision. What's that? Is yeah, that the Supreme Court decision? Oh, this, you know, they don't care. Leo, come on, yeah. those Supreme Court. Everybody knows they're a bunch of conservative crackpots anymore. We don't have to do what they say, you know, anymore, anything like that. Um, oh, listen, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Um, well, on Monday, obviously, we'll be talking about what happens over the weekend up in Loveland. Um, hopefully Chuck will come back off the ledge. <laughs> I'll rebound. I'll get back. I'll be back. <laughs> it's almost cocktail hour. Oh, I'll get so, some amphetamines up, man. Just uh, no, 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 no. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Get drunk. Friday. Go get drunk. Your golf game. Your golf game is going well. I, well, hit ref's golf game is going well. I haven't played much lately. Yeah, but, just, <laughs> to be happy about. It. Hey, want to thank everybody at BBS and and our guest Carl Honiger. Um, thank all of you guys on Zoom. We appreciate you and all of love your the comments. comments. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate you. Appreciate everybody who listens and supports our show. Remember, you can go to chuckandjulie.com. if you want. You can sign up for a newsletter. I kind of send out mostly every couple of weeks links to some of our better shows and some of Chuck's Chuck's picks. We call it for Chuck's good picks. There for go. good articles to read. Um, but in the meantime, everybody, happy party Friday. Happy party Friday, and um, have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Right.